You are listening to a special pre-recorded episode of The Four Persons Show. Though we will not be taking live calls tonight, we want to answer any questions or comments you may have. Drop us a line at email at thefourpersons.com. Welcome to the Tangled Knot with Deb Rojas. With the help of our Heavenly Mother Mary, undoer of knots, Deb seeks to help us untangle the knots we find and often cause in our own lives. Deborah Rojas, MS, is a psychotherapist and mental health counselor at Integrity Counseling Services. A graduate of Divine Mercy University, Deborah utilizes a variety of approaches within a Catholic Christian framework depending on the needs of the client. These approaches include cognitive behavioral therapy, internal family systems, emotion-focused therapy, forgiveness therapy, person-centered therapy, gestalt techniques, and narrative therapy. She specializes in women's issues, relationship trauma, spiritual trauma, physical and sexual trauma, anxiety and depression, and grief and loss. She also works with priests, pastors, and seminarians drawing from her background of over 20 years of working in both Protestant and Catholic churches. For more information about Deb and Integrity Counseling, please visit them at IntegrityCounselingPA.com. Once again, the address is IntegrityCounselingPA.com. Now, ladies and gentlemen, Deb Rojas. friend, Dr. Fred Bully. Welcome, Fred. Hi, Deb. How are you? Doing well tonight. How are you? Good. Tired. Good. I hear you. I hear you. Tonight, um, you know, we are here on the Tangled Knot to discuss various knots of suffering and how they affect our lives. Um, but tonight we'll be talking about vacation particularly. Um, can we get away from these knots on vacation? And I'm not talking about like bed head of your four-year-old, you know, it's like all tangled nest or the the garden knot or, um, you know, when your earphones are just terrible. But, you know, these are the knots that really affect life and um, Mm -hmm. really cause us a lot of pain, often in the context of relationships, family, um, marriage, children, um, estrangement, divorce, a whole host of of factors. Um, And, of course, I have vacation on the brain because I was recently on vacation. (laughs) Yeah. Where did you go, Deb? I went to Puerto Rico. Wow. Is that your first time there? It was my first time. Yes, it was my first time. I've wanted to go for a long time. And I lived on an island um, in the Pacific Ocean for a number mm-hmm. of years. So I I know what tropical islands are like, mm-hmm. uh, but I had forgotten how hot. <laughs> right. <laughs> So it was pretty steamy, huh? What um, mm-hmm. What were your first impressions as you got to Puerto Rico? The moon. The moon was incredible. It was a full moon mm-hmm. and so bright that it was almost like the sun. It was shining wow. through the palm trees. And I took this picture of it. It was just stunning. Um, but also the heat at 8.30 at night. Mm-hmm. So it didn't it cool down, cool. huh? It really didn't cool down. They were having a heat wave when we went, so it was unseasonably warm. And uh, thankfully, the one day that we ended up spending a lot of time outside with uh, with family, it cooled off. That's good. 
by a good 10 or 15 degrees. So we got some nice breezes from the ocean. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yes, first time I took my two youngest children. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it was a wonderful hey. introduction to the island. Were you in a hotel or Airbnb? No, we stayed in an Airbnb and mm-hmm. had a an ocean view. Wow. It was also half a block from the fort in Old San Juan. The, There's a fort there, huh? The largest fort, yes. The name is eluding me right now. Um, but it really is what defines the city historically. Hmm. And um, the views from the fort are spectacular. Wow. But there are also cannons and barracks and you kind of get to see how the fort functions over the over the decades over the centuries. So is that a US military base or what? No. Not anymore. It's just it's more of a national park now. I see. And Puerto Rico is a territory. So was it the US military that built it? No, it was the Spanish. I see. And don't ask me dates, please. <laughs> I am the wrong person to get into the historical facts. Because Puerto Rico is part of America, right? Mm-hmm. But you don't know when they became part of America. Actually, that was not that was not part of the port history. Mm-mm. Do you? I've heard, was- but I can't remember. I wonder if it was during the Spanish-American War. What were you going to say? I, I think it was during your lifetime, wasn't it? More recently. Are you trying to say I was alive during the Spanish-American War, Deb? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to say Puerto Rico is a, a recent acquisition. Oh, okay. I don't know. But that you're Good a little question. bit older than me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Not that much. Anyway, um, uh, so maybe, but I don't know. Someone who knows about uh, Puerto Rico can let us know, perhaps. Mm-hmm. So you uh, saw some cool historical stuff. Uh, what else? Did I did. You? I saw the cathedral. Went to mass there. Cool. In confession. And that was quite beautiful. Um, beautifully, beautiful architecturally, simple in its decor. Um, and the liturgy was interesting. It was all Spanish, of course. Mm-hmm. And the music was not music I was familiar with and incorporated drums and keyboard and amplified sound, which is not my favorite. Um, right. You know, not knowing the settings. Uh, it was it just I, I, I more of a, a prayerful observance. Right. Um, interestingly, the homily was delivered in both Spanish and English. That was my next question. So they actually did give a translation, huh? Mm-hmm. Oh, so cool. first it was delivered completely in Spanish, and mm-hmm. then it was delivered again in English, and um, and then you know of course I knew what the readings were. It was Trinity Sunday, so um, right. I was able to uh, you know still follow along for all mm-hmm. because the mass is universal. It is universal. It's one of the beautiful things about it. Mm-hmm. That was really a joy to see so many people on vacation, actually, at Mass. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, hadn't even thought of incorporating that into our discussion about vacation. But, you know, you take a vacation from Mass. Right. A lot of people do, don't they? They probably do. I don't know, like growing up, you grew up as a missionary kid. Mm-hmm. I grew up as a pastor's kid. Yeah. So did you ever go on vacation as a kid and not go to church? Um, well, after my parents uh, stepped out of the mission for us kids to grow up a little bit, our attendance at church wasn't the same level as when when we were missionaries, for sure. When we were missionaries, I don't know that we ever had a vacation. Hmm. We were always somewhere doing deputation or meeting mm-hmm. supporters or something like that, visiting family, whatever. So uh, 
The short answer is no. During that time, we always always were in church. Mm-hmm. Had to be. Mm-hmm. When I was a teenager, and we did miss occasionally, mm-hmm. it's not as important to miss the a, a prayer meeting, you know, a Protestant service. Missing the Protestant service, like, oh, well, that's too bad. But that's different from missing the sacrifice of the Mass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting because I think um, my family still observes Sunday morning church, my Protestant family, mm-hmm. more religiously than most Catholics observe the Sunday obligation. Wow. So, um, so I grew up going to Sunday morning, Sunday evening, and Wednesday night church. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was, it was like, you know, it was it was a hardcore commitment. And then we would have the, you know, the week-long revival services or or mission missions conferences throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was always a lot of church going on, and it wasn't optional. You know, it's like if the doors were open, you were there kind of mentality. Uh, so when yeah. we went on vacation, we only ever went to visit my mom's family, and my grandfather was a pastor out in Chicago. And so mm-hmm. not only did we go to church, we ended up singing or playing the piano or playing the violin or like doing something on his uh, for his for his church service. Yes, I know what you're talking about, Deb. You can um, feel very wearying. So, how can you get a vacation from all the church going? Well, do you need a vacation from all the church going? Mm-hmm. And what would be the point? I wonder why it's so wearying. Why do people feel tired when it's supposed to be the day of rest, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I know as a kid, it was very social, so I actually looked forward to it. Oh, yeah. You know, there was the, you know, I got to see my friends in Sunday school, and then there was often a potluck afterwards, and then we'd mm-hmm. come home, everybody would take a nap, and then we'd go back to church in the evening, and it was more it's a little bit more low key in the evening. Right, yeah. Evening church was kind of fun. Mhm. But we so, hated to miss Disney. Say again? We hated to miss Disney. That was when the wonderful world of Disney was on. <laughs> if you were sick, it was like, Oh yes. Uh, I get to stay home and watch Disney. <laughs> so, you know, we, we we bring up the book occasionally, um, Leisure the Basis of worship by Joseph Keeper. And um, we bring it up because he talks very uh, eloquently about how our leisure should be rooted, but not should be, it is rooted in what we worship. Mm-hmm. And um, interestingly, I was talking to my son today about how we are all wired for worship. Yes. You know, in the sense that we, God made us to worship him. We're made by love for love, but we're also, we're made for worship. Mm-hmm. And so our hearts will worship someone or something. Inevitably. And we won't be happy if we're not worshiping. We've got to worship. Worship in a good way, in the right way to be happy. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. So we won't truly be happy if our loves aren't properly ordered towards God. Mm-hmm. Like, can you then go on vacation and not include God in that vacation? Right. You know? So what is the point of vacation, would you say? I've been thinking about this because I didn't really go on vacation other than visiting family. Mm -hmm. A few years ago. (laughs) And I'm not a spring chicken. So, um... And there's something different about going to the shore and spending a week just refreshing yourself in nature or going to the mountains or mm-hmm. uh, or traveling and going to the Eternal City 
or Jerusalem. You know, like just being able to go and experience other places that are very different from home. Mm-hmm. And so I think part of vacation, part of vacating, is actually leaving the domicile. Mm-hmm. So what could be some of the benefits of that? How going? Top Gun of Virginia has been serving the East Coast with quality swimming pool, shot creek, and gunite applications for over 35 years. The strong legacy of craftsmanship that Top Gun has garnered is backed by the pride we take in creating a lasting product. Top Gun will help you stay on schedule and within budget, while still maintaining the level of quality control and safety that is expected from a name with 35 years of experience. Top Gun Top Gun of Virginia is a premier supplier of commercial shotcrete and gunite services on the East Coast. Shotcrete and gunite are forms of pneumatically applied concrete which can be used to build or repair structures. Shotcrete and gunite can perform jobs which are not possible or are more difficult with traditional form and pour concrete applications. Top Gun uses our own volumetric trucks to apply engineer-certified mixes of both wet and dry process applications to meet any need. Top Gun Gun is located at 10017, Richmond Highway, Lorton, Virginia, 22079. You can reach them at 703-550-9207 or email them at info at topgungunite.com. Make sure you mention that you heard this ad on the 4Persons Podcast. We will be back to the Tangle Knot with Deb Rojas on the Four Persons Network in just a moment. The Four Persons Inc. is a registered 501c3 nonprofit. It is our goal to bring you the very best Catholic content possible, including great contributors like Deb. Going forward, we will continue to bring you great apologists, great educational content, devotionals, Catholic books, and live charitable and social outreach activism. To continue to keep bringing you this great program, we need your help. All of our members are volunteering their time and effort, but it costs money to pay for all of the things connected with our shows, podcasts, and articles. Please take a moment to donate. Our online credit card platform is not yet running, but you can send your tax-deductible gift to the Four Persons, Inc., P.O. Box 11214, Manassas, Virginia, 20113. The address again is the Four Persons Inc. P.O. Box 11214, Manassas, Virginia, 20113. If you would like to advertise your business on our programs, or if you have any comment or question of any kind, please email us at email at thefourpersons.com or call us at 240-728-6531. Thank you.
Think about um, someone caressing your arm. Um, it gets numb after a while, right? There's got to be a little bit of variety because you won't appreciate that even what is a soft, warm touch. Um, and I think it, the same could be said of the place where you are and the things that you're doing. Mm-hmm. Even though you you know, and there. Even though you love your favorite easy chair. Exactly. <laughs> It starts to get numb after a while. Mm-hmm. Got to refresh. Right. There's also just the mundane. Mm-hmm. You know, the mundane aspect of everyday life. The garbage needing to be taken out. The lawn mowed. You know, all of the maintenance. Yes. Um, so being able to take, literally take a break from that by vacating is is restorative. Mm-hmm. You know, when you think about how much work we often do on our vacations. Yeah. Because <laughs> you went to uh, you went to Europe last year. Mm-hmm. How restful was that? Well, it was very good for the soul, I think. But uh, in terms of real and the physical side of things, I was exhausted, honestly. Mm-hmm. I was wiped out. I spent, like, so much of my time driving. Wow. And when we were in Italy, we spent so much of our time walking. Walk, mm-hmm. walk, 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 walk through the heat, mm-hmm. you know. And yeah, so physically, exactly. Yeah, you're really, really tired. But um, to the soul... I think it's Mm -hmm. uh, very restful, very restorative. You know, there's another aspect, Mm -hmm. and that's the one of anticipation. Hmm. Just came to mind as you were talking about that. Because, you know, how long did you anticipate that trip? Yeah, months. At least. Hmm, yeah. Um. You know, and that, in a, in a way, provides some meaning to work. It's like I'm not mm-hmm. just working, only a slave to my work. Right. But I'm going to be able to take a break from my work and enjoy other things because mm-hmm. I'm working so hard. Um, but the, uh, yeah, the anticipation and then the realization. Mm-hmm. Together really form something wonderful. Yes. How right you are, Deb. Did I say that out loud? You did. You did. It's on the record. (laughs) 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 It is on the permanent record, Fred. Dang it. Yeah. You know, I I realized it, you know, just in the the planning with my daughters, like planning Puerto Rico, Mm -hmm. planning the, um, (laughs) you know, planning everything. And for Puerto Rico, you don't need a passport. Right. You know, you just need a driver's license. Because <laughs> it's part of America. <laughs> and, you know, as we were getting ready the morning of, the Uber was going to pick us up at noon. And just a quick shout out to my, my children. Um, you have your driver's license, right? And one of them did not. <laughs> oh, my word. And... It was like a prayerful panic, if there is such a thing, mm-hmm. <laughs> for about 20 minutes as as I was just like, Lord, 
please, St. Anthony, please, you know, just, but I have not felt that level of, like, heart palpitation worry in mm-hmm. a very, very long time. And my brain was thinking, how are we going to take this child without her driver's license? Like, what are the other right. options? Like, and they're like, do some research. Can I take her with her, you know, social security card or whatnot? What is necessary? Oh, um, I know. That was the that was the worst case scenario where she wouldn't be able to go. Horrible. Uh, however, she did fine. Within, it was only 20 minutes of panic. Prayerful, prayerful panic, let's call it. Prayerful panic, yeah. Um, Yes, and, and thank the Lord and St. Anthony. Uh, it was found. But that moment also made me realize how much I was looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. And how much I was looking forward to both of the girls being there yeah. and us experiencing that together. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like the thought of not having it really increased my gratitude for the experience as a whole. So it's um, the anticipation factor. I think is really part of the part of the excitement and part of the experience of it all. Absolutely. You know, like you look forward to it, you experience it, and then you look back on it and go, "Wow, wasn't that great?" Mm-hmm. You know. Um, so, is it possible to go on vacation and not take your problems with you? Theoretically, I've heard people <laughs> do that. It's been, what about Bob, right? He's supposed to take a vacation from his problems. <laughs> right. Uh, and actually, I think it works fairly well for Bob, though not for his psychiatrist. <laughs> exactly. Um, but it's, uh, even, it's harder these days because you do have your cell phone with you. Mm-hmm. That um, people are still asking you questions and mm-hmm. talking to you about their worries, and that's what we do. And I love it. I appreciate the uh, the trust that people would give me their problems to help me to help them mm-hmm. uh, with them, to share that burden. But mm-hmm. you do need to have a break. And uh, mm-hmm. if you're constantly, even on vacation, trying to deal with issues and problems, it's not so good. It's not a true rest, is it? No, in that case, certainly not. Mm. So can you imagine going on vacation without Wi-Fi? Yeah, it would be weird, though, and it would probably be a challenge at first. Right? We're so used to, like, Wi-Fi, smart TV, like having mm-hmm. all of these means of distraction mm-hmm. that keep us from really being in the moment. Yep. Um, when I was a kid, we lived part of the time without electricity or running water back in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And I remember very well the evenings when we would fire up the propane lantern, light candles. It was very, very quiet. Um, if we wanted music, we could have it by playing the music or singing. <laughs> <laughs> but there was no recorded music or radios or anything. Huh. No television. Um, so, but were we bored? No, we weren't bored. Um, mm-hmm. were we stir crazy? No, we weren't stir crazy. It's a matter of, um, adjusting to a different speed. Mm-hmm. We were much more peaceful than, uh, collected than kids Maybe are Maybe more adaptable too? Mm-hmm. In a sense of like being able to actually adapt to your surroundings rather than just having your technology be your surroundings? That's a really good way of putting that, I think, because I think technology is that way now, phones and and, uh, computers and such, television. We go into an artificial surrounding, don't we? Uh Uh-huh. So we take that with us. Here we go. An artificial surrounding. Mm Mm-hmm. Instead of being really aware of how different it is to sit in a room in Puerto Rico, for example, than to sit in a room Mm -hmm. in... Somewhere in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Because it is different, didn't you find? Oh yeah, absolutely. The um, No, not in Old San Juan. Oh. 
too bad. Not in Taiwan. I mean, when I when I lived on Guam, we had lizards. Mm-hmm. Oh really? yeah, all over the place. The first year, it's kind of freaky. Yeah, it is. Try to pretend you were real cool about it. Uh, you know what? You get used to them. Yeah, that is true. Yep. So you said freaky, and I, in my brain, I went, was it though? I think I was more weirded out by the gigantic moths that were like the size of your palm. <laughs> Those were wild. Really disturbing. Yeah. So big, I, I was a little terrified of them. <laughs> Other forms of insect life, too. Hmm? Other forms of insect life. Right. Like the, the massive cockroaches. Yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yes, indeed. The massive flying cockroaches. Okay. That tropical vacation was wonderful oh, yeah. because we did not have any, like, I didn't, there were no mosquitoes. Um, I know, right? Wow. And I think it's because the breeze is just so lovely off of the ocean. Wonderful. That even though it was hot, there really weren't a lot of mosquitoes. Um, where we were, there were no, there were just no bugs, so it was well you know, just like well-maintained property. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when we went down uh, the island to visit family, it was right off the ocean, and so there was a beautiful breeze. We were out on the porch the entire day. Wow. But it was, they had fans blowing and just the the breeze, and mm-hmm. with the from the sun, it was beautiful. Mm. It was really, really beautiful to be outside. And then we really got to see the vegetation. Mm. And it's kind of like I'm really not in Philadelphia anymore. Yeah. I'm seeing banana trees and avocado trees and cool. Yes, beautiful tropical flowers everywhere. So let me ask you a question, Deb. Mm-hmm. Can you not just do the same thing by staying at home and um, getting drunk? I, I mean, you know, why not just like go for three days where you just have pure self-indulgence? Obliteration. Um, maybe. Or, mm-hmm. yes, obliteration with alcohol. Or a, lot, a lot of people these days are smoking the weed. Um, Ganja. <laughs> what? Never heard that before, Beth. You're teaching me <laughs> all new things. I don't know. Just kidding. Yes, but right? I learned it, from uh, my... can't you just have as much fun if you stay home? Can you have just as much fun if you stay home? Well, that question assumes that fun is the the main objective of vacation, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Can it fulfill the same purpose? Well, if you think about vacation, vacate is part of that. Mm -hmm. And I think it's, it's important to note that removing oneself from the ordinary is part of what is restful. Like when you walk into your house, mm-hmm. how many jobs are you reminded of that you that you have in process just right. by walking to the front door? You know, immediately I see like I see shoes on the floor, I see that the kitchen's not clean, I see, you know, the the dog needs to go out, I see I just see everything, and then I'm reminded of all of the things that I have to do. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the grocery list starts ticking. <laughs> right. It's, constant. it's just constant because I'm in that space, and you know that's part of making that space home. But it's not like I I do rest there. But it's just part of the the rhythm of the day and part of the rhythm of the week. You know how when you talk to clients about anxiety, and um, one of the things that I think, I, I don't know what you do, Deb, but I'm assuming that you probably do the same thing I do t- to a certain extent, which is you talk to them about relaxation. And uh, a client will often say, I relax every night. You know, I get on the couch, watch mm-hmm. some television. Whatever. Mm-hmm. That's not what we mean. We mean that you systematically check every muscle in your in your body, mm-hmm. all the main muscles, and you make sure that it's not tensed. So you mm-hmm. tense it and then relax it. And what you will find is that if you if you have anxiety, 
that as soon as you tense and relax it, it will tense back up again, right? So you think mm-hmm. it's relaxed and you've gone on to your next set of muscles, but meanwhile your neck is now t- tensing back up because it's a habit, right? You're, 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 you're bracing yourself for whatever bad thing is going to happen, mm-hmm. affecting yourself with that anxiety. So to actually truly relax in that sense takes a lot of practice. Ironically enough, it takes a lot of work. You've got to learn to how relax. Mm-hmm. to relax. So is that similar to what you're talking about? You said that the main point of uh, vacation isn't necessarily to have fun. What else could it be? It's really truly to rejuvenate, hmm. to refresh, to restore. Hmm. Um, I worked for a priest who lived in Germany for a while, and he said mm-hmm. they, over over in Europe, will take an entire month of vacation because it takes at least a week mm-hmm. to, to relax. Yeah, you don't realize that at first. It's really hard to, to be aware of that. Well, considering that my vacation was only five days, <laughs> I'm <wondering>. mm-hmm. <laughs> How much relaxing I actually did, you know, as um, because I was I was still thinking about work, right? You know, in the sense of I have to get back and go to work, so I can't get too tired on my last day because I'm going to be working the next day. You know, so it was there, it was on the mind, even though I wasn't actively. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, what was your question? I'm sorry. Oh, relax. Right? Relax, rejuvenate. And doing yeah. that at home, like, as we can see, there are a lot of impediments to doing that at home. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a, you know, it's important to incorporate relaxation into one's lifestyle. Sure. On a daily and a, daily and a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, uh, I have some clients who work really long shifts on their feet. And so I've I've made the suggestion of trying to relax by taking a bath when they get home and just allowing their body the opportunity to soak and relax. And that has helped their sleep tremendously Hmm. because they're actually able to, like, get back into their body. It's kind of like a long road trip, you know, like when you drive for for 12 hours straight Mm -hmm. and then you stop. What do you still see? What do you still see? I still see the road. Like, oh, yeah. it's like You know, it's like, it's like it's hard for you me to... You feel like, it and you hear it. You, you feel it, you hear it. It's like still kind of in your body for a while. Right, yes. And so... Um, you have to you know, lie down in bed, right? Exactly, yeah. So to do something that interrupts that and kind of brings us back into the moment. Mm-hmm. It's really helpful to have within our daily cycles. Um, mm-hmm. We have that the day of rest, Sunday, the Lord's Day, you know, as part of our weekly cycle. Um, but also to have within our annual cycle time to really take off. Looking for a Catholic counselor? Dr. Peter Claponis, Deb Rojas, and the team at Integrity Counseling Services provide faithful Catholic counseling in Pennsylvania and beyond. We offer telehealth and in-person counseling for porn addiction, betrayal trauma, anxiety, depression, marriage counseling, and much more. You can find us at IntegrityCounselingPA.com or 610-601-9781. That's IntegrityCounselingPA.com or 610-601-9781. Looking for a Catholic counselor or coach? Dr. Fred Boley provides faithful Catholic counseling and coaching for men in Missouri and beyond. He conveniently offers telehealth services for anxiety, depression, marriage counseling, or just getting stuff done. You can find him at stbarn.org or 872-269-1280. Once again, the number is 872-269-1280. She is a Catholic recording artist, multi-award winning songwriter. 
she sings contemporary and folk rock music. She has been in the music industry for over five years. Her music is her ministry. She aims to help people that suffer from all kinds of pain in life and try to bring them to the Lord through her music. She has three albums out and her music is being played on radio stations all over the world. Her website is lisamarinacole.com and she is on social media. Her music page is facebook.com Lisa Songs of Worship. YouTube at Lisa M. Nicole. Instagram Lisa underscore Marie underscore Nicole underscore official. Her songs can be purchased on her website, iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, and everywhere else. Her merchandise store has everything for her ministry and can be accessed through her website. Her new CDs will be available very soon and can be purchased through her website. She counts herself blessed that God has chosen her to help spread his message. She is Lisa Marie Nicole. Get her music today. Here is the latest podcast schedule here on The Four Persons. You'll want to write this down so you can keep up with our shows. On Monday at 7 will be the new night of The Tangled Knot with Deb Rojas. Tuesday will be a flex schedule. Some weeks we'll have shows on Tuesday, some weeks we will not. On Wednesday, that will be the new night of Uncounseling with Dr. Fred Bowling. Again, that's on Wednesday at 7 Eastern Time, Uncounseling with Fred Bowling. Thursday will be the second flex schedule date of our week. On Friday morning at 7 a.m. Eastern Time, it is the Catholic Ken Apologetic Show with Ken Litchfield. Then at 7 p.m., the Luke Haskell Show. On Saturday at noon Eastern, it is the Burnt Toast and Coffee Show with apologist William Hemsworth. On Saturday evening at 7 p.m., it will be the Taking It to the Streets show with Terry Delp. And on Sunday at 5 p.m., it is Catholicism Rock. That is our regular schedule, and as things change, we will notify you here at The Four Persons. thinking about how the ancients would have done that hmm. in an agrarian society mm-hmm. how, like how our life we could live our entire life and never stop right because we have electricity we have technology we you know it's everything just keeps going all the time mm-hmm. so in an agrarian society, like how different would that lifestyle be in the ebb and flow of seasons? Mm-hmm. There wasn't a whole lot to do over the winter time. 
There were some tasks that needed to be done, but many people had a lot of free time over the over the winter. Also, without electricity, the days would be significantly shorter. Mm -hmm. So they would, you know, theoretically be in an effort to serve lighting materials, tallow or oil, would Mm -hmm. um, just go to bed early. Right. And be okay with it. Mm-hmm. Whereas we have this intense need for productivity all the time, you know? Yes, yes. As though we are uh, units in a factory rather than real persons. Right, like slaves to productivity. Mm-hmm. So an agrarian lifestyle would have had that built in annually. For sure. And in the winter time, a lot more fun. Like, I think of Little House on the Prairie and how they talk about mm-hmm. they would do, like, the skating parties, the ice skating mm-hmm. parties. And they would have all their socials and it would bundle up in the sleds. and um, Dances with torches mm-hmm. and all that. Yep. Yeah. Christmas time. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so in that way, it was it's kind of like God built that into nature. Mm-hmm. For us. Yes. And because we live so far from nature right now, mm-hmm. we've missed out. It's a real shame. We are really are sort of insulated from that connection with what is real. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rhythms of nature. You know, and as a result, we really abuse ourselves. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just thinking about it from a psychological perspective, it's like how much anxiety and depression come from that disconnect. Yes, because we get into our heads, don't we? Mm-hmm. One of the one of the things I really loved as a kid was I had a paper route. Did you say paper mm-hmm. route or paper route? I say route. Okay. Then you are correct. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, (laughs) every day I had to take a walk, right? And so I was very well attuned to the weather and the changing seasons. Mm -hmm. And also what was going on with the the neighbors. You know, I had maybe 100 gusting up to 110 customers. But I was pretty familiar with... I walked. Wow. That was good, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. So you were familiar with the seasons. You were familiar with the daily weather. Mm-hmm. You knew which neighbors took care of their lawns and which didn't. Who let their dogs run wild and who didn't. Yep. What else did you pay attention to? The way it smelled when they opened the door to pay the... Uh... <laughs> Sometimes it smelled like food. Sometimes it smelled like kitty litter. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> And you know what? I ate a um, a full, like, what was it? Almond sundae, almond something with chocolate, almonds, and ice cream and whipped cream every single day of my life during that phase. And I never gained an ounce. Wow. Oh, to be young. Yes. <laughs> what the heck? Wait, what are you supposed to be talking about? Oh, yeah. Being in touch with the seasons. Well, this <laughs> eating is part of vacation, too, isn't it? Kind of well, yeah, 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 yeah. We're yeah. celebrating the, uh-huh. the feast, the food. Um, yeah. Yeah, I have friends who so, recently went on a yacht, and they would, like, do the whole, the, the whole, that's all the buffet. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's like, it's just decadence, it's utter decadence. Mm-hmm. Um, every picture, they're enjoying something scrumptious. So, um Oh, I was going to tell you said about ancient peoples, uh, yes. and you know, if you if you read the Old Testament, you find that um, God takes that and He raises it up as as ever. You know, He gives us signs that uh, this is the way reality is, mm-hmm. and helps us with with ways of doing things that um, helps us to enter into that life with Him. But one of the things that you find in the Old Testament is. You can you can sow your seed uh, for the wheat, 
and harvest the wheat. You can do that for a number of years, but then you've got to let that piece of land rest. Mm-hmm. Don't do anything with it. Let it just go wild for one whole year. Because earth needs to rest as well. You know, the ground needs to rest. And the other thing is um, festivals, you know. There mm-hmm. are certain feasts where you didn't just, like, say to each other, oh, happy Hanukkah, you know, in your house. Everybody in the whole nation of Israel was supposed, if you were able, you were supposed to pack up and head to Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. So literally, in the Old Testament, they had vacations. They vacated their houses. Well, they, they, they also had pilgrimages. Right. Right. So in that sense, their vacation was more of a pilgrimage than it was like a luxury uh, yeah. you know, experience. And they had good food, you know, get anything good to eat, anything good to drink that you, that you like and have a feast unto the Lord, right? Mm-hmm. But the focus, as you point out, is the pilgrimage, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to really get reconnected with God. With your family, like taking the, mm-hmm. taking the family, taking the children, taking those who are able to go. Yeah, what a powerful sense of community too that would provide. Mm-hmm. If everybody, you know, if our if our lives were more ordered around sacred and sacred times rather than just seasonal vacations, because right now our lives are kind of more ordered around a school year. Right. You know, everything starts in August or September, ends in May or June, and then everybody breaks. Which the was the, the need of the uh, 1800s agrarian society. It has nothing to do with what, the, the way things are now. It's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is kind of wild. Kids don't know where chickens were, uh, rather I should say. I gave the answer away. Kids don't mm-hmm. know where eggs come from nowadays. They don't? Oh, I don't know. I have so many friends who have chickens. Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, but your set of friends is is particular, right? They I have tend to be very... Catholic, home, mm-hmm. homeschool, right? Mm-hmm. Guessing. Yeah, a lot of them, or combination, like some kids in school, some kids homeschooled. Right. Um, but you can see the polls, like all these kids in elementary school. Where does milk mm-hmm. come from? Uh, I don't know the store. Yeah, but where does it come from before the store? No idea. Mhm. I love living in Delaware. Because I could go to the Amish farm mm-hmm. and get straight, literally, like, I would get there early in the morning and it would be in the pails with the steam coming off of it still before wow. they put it in the coolers. So it was that. That's right. awesome. Yeah. Well, and that's, a, I mean, that's kind of a neat uh, reminder of an agrarian life, right? The Amish. Mm-hmm. Because their kids had businesses. The daughter was 12 years old, and she, like, the egg business was her business. Which business? The eggs. Oh, right, yeah. And cool. she sold uh, she sold a lot of eggs for $4 mm-hmm. a dozen every day. Wow. She probably had hundreds of chickens mm-hmm. for the amount of eggs that she sold per day. And that was all her money to keep. Right. And to invest and to, you know, continue to grow. So, like, responsibility. Um, but even that, Deb, when, if you've ever had chickens, you probably have, haven't you? Have you had chickens? I have not had the opportunity yet, but okay. I hope to. You've got to. But you find that chickens have their own rhythm. You know, they lay an mm-hmm. egg every, like, 26 hours. Mm-hmm. You know, and so it's, like, not exactly every day it advances. <laughs> You have to have a bunch in order to have a regular supply. Yeah, and the other thing is that sometimes suddenly all of them will stop. Right. Like you're getting two dozen eggs a day, mm-hmm. suddenly you're getting six a day. What happened? Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's the heat. Sometimes mm-hmm. they go into molt. You know, mm-hmm. like all these different rhythms that are like circles within circles. Mm-hmm. And you you really have to learn and adapt yourself to, to the environment, the reality. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really valuable, I think. Mm-hmm. And something also that we miss living life on a, I don't know, how how big is an iPhone? Maybe three inches by five inches? Mm-hmm. You know, like I do remind people of that. You realize that this is only three by five. You can't live your whole life on it. Right. 
too small. So, um, yeah, vacation. It should be it should be restorative. Right, not just fun. Mm-hmm. Um, what else did we say? Well, it should also have a spiritual component. It's not like build in worship. Right. You know, like those there are things that are so intrinsic to life that we we need them always. Mm-hmm. You know, prayer, scripture. Yeah, you don't go on a holiday and skip food. Exactly. Yes. Yep. Although you might need re- someone to be hungry. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I mean you probably work in your parish all year long, right? Doing this, doing that, doing this. It's nice to go mm-hmm. and just sit down in a pew and worship mm-hmm. and let it go. Well, uh, you know, being <laughs> very involved in liturgy, I'm much more aware of the quality of liturgy in other places. So that can have its upsides and downsides. <laughs> sure, yeah. That's true, too. Yeah, sometimes I much prefer well, Deb, that was a great discussion. I hate to cut you off, but we're almost done with our time for tonight. And we also need to share how people can get a hold of us, Fred. Yes, how do they get a hold of us? Uh, Integrity Counseling Services for me, 610-601-9781. How about for you? It is saintbarn.org. The website is stbarn.org. All St. Barnabas services. Excellent. So remember, folks, there are fine podcasts going out every night of the week on the Four Persons Podcast and Blog. Show is a joint production of the renowned Four Persons Blog and St. Barnabas Reconciliation Ministries, a nonprofit Catholic company dedicated to reconciling all family members to each other, all Christian denominations to each other, and all people to God. Remember, for information or services on how to schedule an appointment or for questions, you can get hold of us at stbarn at protonmail.com or stbarn.org, or you can call Deb on 610-601-9781. Thanks, Deb. Thank you, Fred. And, uh... Shall we say a quick little prayer? Can you say a prayer, Deb? Your turn tonight. Lord, thank you for this opportunity to uh, talk about you. Please bless our efforts to help people. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Bless you, all. Good night. Bye. You just heard the Tangle Knot with Deb Roja on the Four Persons Network. Real sound Catholic counseling that helps us to fulfill the greatest commandment to love God with our whole heart, our whole soul, our whole strength, and, yes, our whole mind. We will see you next week for another wonderful show with Deb Rojas. The Four Persons Inc. is a registered 501c3 nonprofit. All rights reserved. Any unauthorized use of this content without the permission of the Four Persons Inc. and our hosts is prohibited and subject to legal action. Thank you.